Look, I know what you're thinking. I was hoping it was going to be Father Joseph Wausau preaching too. And here it is, you know, uh, our wonderful director of operations a couple of weeks ago said, you know, normally at first masses they bring in a big hitter and we're stuck with you. So here we go, just like normal and yet such an incredible day. I will say it is an honor to get to preach Father Joseph Waswa, my dear friend's uh, first mass to get to be with him and also as the pastor of this beautiful parish to get to welcome so many and to get to do that as we begin the homily this morning. In particular, I want to say to those who are joining us via live stream, in particular Joseph's family watching from Uganda, thank you. On behalf of the whole diocese, on behalf of our parish, his adoptive family, thank you for sending him to us. So, absolutely. I'm going to have to be careful during these thank yous because I'm already starting to crack up a little bit. So I apologize for that. I'm going to do my best to go all the way through without crying more than 14 times. So I want to say a special welcome to his friends from Richmond who brought him down to Belmont Abbey. A uh, special welcome to all of his friends from across the diocese from the many different parishes at which Father Waswa has served over the last several years. A very special welcome to all of the friends of his who join us from that beautiful parish up 85, Our Lady of Grace in Greensboro, who are going to be fortunate to have him as their new parochial vicar. And let me tell you, it's a great first assignment. It's possibly one of the best. In fact, we are joined today both by the fantastic principal of Our Lady of Grace, Mrs. Catherine Roosh and her family, as well as Father Casey Coleman, the pastor of Our Lady of Grace. So it's so good to have you all with us as well. I also want to say a special welcome to the Daughters of the Virgin Mother, to Sister Joan Pearson of the Sisters of St. Joseph, all of our men and women religious who join us near and far, to our 400 seminarians of the Diocese of Charlotte. And notice this is appropriate, and I'm sorry to everybody who got bumped, they are sitting in the section of St. Joseph. That was well placed. I hope you guys don't mind. Also to our wonderful servers, to our friends and parishioners who are current parishioners who are visiting and back with us, it's so good to have you all here. I also want to say a special welcome to our newly ordained deacons who are here, Deacon Aaron Huber, our own Deacon Ensign Darren Balky, and my brother priests who are joining us today, Father Howell from the Diocese of Birmingham, uh, my good friend, Father Britt Taylor, who is here, and Father Rossi. <laughs> okay, I'll admit it. I'm happy that he's here. <laughs> and it's funny, when I was preparing for this, I think Father Waswa asked me to take this honor gosh, about a year ago. And it's one of those things where it's off in the far distance for so long. It's like, oh, what am I going to say? What, you know, what's, what's, what's it going to be about? How are we going to talk about this? Because there's so much to try to condense and fit in. And the way that I'd like to start is actually something that my dear friend here, Father Lucas Rossi, pointed me towards back when he was still here as parochial vicar at Sacred Heart, and I think it was in the year 2016. 
And it was just one of those times, like always happens, as the gospel tells us today. We were in the midst of a bit of a storm-type time. It was kind of a difficult time. And we had this beautiful book that back when Father Rossi and I were in the seminary, the Benedictus. It's a daily reflection from Pope Benedict. You know, everything he wrote is just incredible. And these daily reflections are so good. This book has two ribbons to keep you going. And there's one ribbon now that I always keep on April the 23rd. So when I get to that, I start, you know, moving with the other one. Because of what it says and how good it is and how much it's helped me over the last several years. And Father Waswa, I hope it helps you as well. I'm going to read for you just a little bit from it. And I'd like to kind of dive off with our reflections on the gospel today with what Pope Benedict said for this reflection from April 23rd. He says this, the priest must be a believer, one who converses with God. If this is not the case, then all his activities are futile. The most important thing a priest can do for people is first of all being what he is, a believer. Through faith, he lets God, the other, come into the world. And if the other is not at work, our work will never be enough. When people sense that one is there who believes, who lives with God and from God, hope becomes a reality for them as well. Through the faith of the priest, doors open up all around for the people. It is really possible to believe even today. All human believing is a believing with. And for this reason, the one who believes before us is so important. Now, I know it doesn't sound that incredibly profound to say it, but my dear friend, you have to be a believer. You have to believe in Jesus Christ with all of your heart. You have to love him with all of your heart. You have to go out there each day showing the world that even today, belief and love in Jesus Christ is possible. And when they see it on you, when they see that it is a living reality, they know that the faith continues to beat out there in the world, that the sacred heart of Jesus is alive and active out there in the world. In the midst of, as we see in the gospel today, the waves and the winds and all of the craziness. And I'll tell you, I think there's a temptation to think, okay, we get to this certain point, and all right, I'm there. I'll be able to rest, and it'll be okay. Well, I'll tell you what, if we go back to the end of last Sunday, the end of the gospel last Sunday, that we just heard, and in fact, it's the one that leads right into the gospel today. You'll remember, last Sunday at Mass, Jesus gave us a couple of parables, the one about the seed being sown all over. It grows even though the sower knows not how, and yet the harvest comes. And then the mustard seed, the parable we know so well. And that beautiful gospel ended like this. Without parables, he did not speak to them. But to his own disciples, he explained everything in private. Now, I think when we think about that, it almost seems like a temptation of, oh, He's revealing it all to us in private. I mean, you've just been in seminary for 45 years, you know? It's lasted forever. I know, and it can feel that way. And it seems that point, it's like, oh, you've studied it all. You've got it all down. He revealed everything to you in private. It's all good. My dear friend, <laughs> it's only just the beginning. And the beautiful thing about that is, is that he calls you at this point into the boat with him. And think about that line that he says to his disciples let us cross to the other side. 
That is what we are called to do in this life, to recognize the fact that as St. John Paul the Great told us time and again, do not be afraid. Why? Because we are called to so much more than your safety and comfort in this life. We are called to cross over to the other side. Ultimately, we're called, and if I saw a student from the school right in the front somewhere, we're called to be what? Miguelito. What are we called to be? Yell it out. Saints. Exactly. Thank you. I love putting people on the spot. It's what I do. We're called to be saints. You're called to help make saints. You're called to help them to cross over to the other side, to recognize the fact that St. Paul told us we are a new creation, that our end goal in this life is not mere safety and comfort, but the love of Jesus Christ, which continues on all of the time, that it's beating for us always, so much to the point, and he is so comforted in that, that even in the waves and the winds of this insane world, he can sleep. Now, I don't have to go on and on about the winds and the waves. We all know that they're there. If you've turned on the news in the last, oh, I don't know, 100 years, you know that we live in a fallen world, right? I mean, it is the month of the sacred heart, but there's rainbows all over the place. and They're telling us that marriage doesn't matter anymore and that children don't matter anymore and all these things. No! that the love of God continues to be lived out, that we are here to give that treasure and that good news, to tell the world that this isn't hate, this is fulfillment, this is love. And yes, there are going to be waves and winds, and it's going to be there. However, stronger as we see than those winds and those waves, be they societal, be they in your own personal life, in your own parish, I will tell you this, I've only been in three, but none of them are perfectly calm. It's just the way that it is. There is always going to be something. There is always going to be a wave or a wind or something else. But what's even stronger than that is the one who sleeps in the stern on a cushion. And I will tell you, in looking ahead at this beautiful gospel, and I don't think we could get a more beautiful gospel for a first mass, as you begin your priesthood, as you set out in the boat with our Lord, and you look at the fact that God Almighty, Jesus Christ, fully human and fully divine, who humbled himself to be laid in a manger, who humbled himself to sleep on a cross, who humbled himself to be on a humble cushion, the stern of a boat. My dear friend, Father Joseph Waswell, you're called to be that cushion, my friend. And what I would say is as you think about this today, as you prepare to be the main celebrant for the first time at the holy sacrifice of the Mass, your hands become that cushion. You stand on the brink between heaven and earth, and you represent these people, your friends and mine, to Almighty God. You represent Almighty God to these people. You stand there as that cushion, holding Almighty God in your hands. Those hands of yours are where Jesus Christ decides to rest. How incredible it is that he has humbled himself to put himself into your now consecrated hands. Use those hands well in everything you do. Your heart becomes a cushion for our Lord. You go out there from the Mass. At the end of the Mass today, we will process out we will get our security detail to get you right over to the party because as I told you yesterday, they will eat you alive. 
I want to know who waited in line the longest yesterday. Was it like 15 hours? Like, I know I'm exaggerating a lot, but it was a long time, wasn't it? And you're going to get more first blessings, and it's going to be great. Your heart needs to be overflowing with love for God's people. Just like he said to St. Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my sheep. And he will continue to say that to you every single day. Love him. Love him first. And then go out there and love them. Because without those two together, it just isn't possible. Back to this beautiful reflection from Pope Benedict. This is the way that he concludes it. And I love this and strive to live by it myself. People sense whether the work and words of their pastor spring from prayer or are fabricated at his desk. Now here's the thing. If you live as St. Paul tells us, the love of Christ impels us. If you are in love with him and therefore in love with them, you've got nothing to worry. We've all got different gifts and talents and characteristics. You and I, even though people think we're, this, we're brothers all the time, we've got the same mom, right? You know, they think these sort of things. I will tell you, yesterday, one of the priests tapped me on the back and said, I don't think those are his biological parents. <laughs> be kidding me. Everybody thinks John R. Eckert's from Uganda. I mean, come on. The thing is, yes, we're all different. We all have these different points. But if the love of Christ impels you, my dear friend, you're going to set the world on fire. Just like our dear friend, your wonderful patron saint, St. Catherine of Siena said, be who you're supposed to be and you will set the world on fire. Let that love of yours, which is so strong, shine so greatly for all of the wonderful people of God. Remember that wonderful thing? I know I've told you this story a thousand times, but I will tell it again. As Father John Allen of our diocese, who gave us a formation conference once in the seminary, said, he came in and he wrote on the blackboard the word kindness. And he said, with it, you can save a thousand souls. Without it, you'll be lucky to save your own. And the beautiful thing is, my friend, I know you. I know you have a heart for Jesus Christ. You would not have endured, you would not have persevered through all of the storms and the battles and everything else, but you love him, right? Show that kindness that you have. And of course, kindness doesn't mean like, oh, it's fine, put your hand in the fire, it'll be okay. No, you do have to say, this is what's good for you, but it's out of love. It's bringing people towards our Lord. It's showing Jesus, Jesus Christ's gentle strength. And you, my friend, have that gentle strength. Even to the point that, as Deacon Darren Balky put it, you are aggressively calm. Isn't that perfect? <laughs> it's true. You are one of the most methodical, moving people I've ever known in my life. And there's only been like 50 times I've been exasperated by it. It's great. <laughs> But just as Jesus said to the storm, peace, quiet, be still, with your kindness, with your love of Jesus Christ, you will bring that out into a world with its storms, with its waves, to show that even today, authentic love of Jesus Christ is possible. And the final cushion with your hands, with your heart, is the one that you so beautifully represent. And I know it sounds corny, but I don't mean it so. That smile. Your smile, which is bigger than your whole body, as we say. <laughs> you take that out there. 
when people know it is not fabricated. This is not you being a politician, you being a tour guide, you trying to sell them something. No. That joy comes from the deep place that allowed our Lord to be asleep on the stern of that boat, on that cushion. That smile of yours, that heart of yours, those hands of yours become that cushion. How blessed all of us priests are to get to bear that gift into the world, to show that Jesus Christ is is alive and in love with us. And my dear friend, as you set out on your priestly ministry, as you go out there to save countless souls, as you bring into the world the love of Jesus Christ, keep staying close to Him. Keep being that humble cushion that you are supposed to be with those hands, with that heart, with that smile. And as long as your driving force is what St. Paul tells us, what our bishop tells us by his motto, what the sign says down by the road right now, if you follow this, you will be fine. Joseph Waswa, the love of Christ impels us. Remember that every single day. Hold that love in your heart. Show that love to, to the world that needs that love so desperately. Be that humble cushion. And you, my friend, will have a beautiful priesthood that brings countless souls to the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise be Jesus Christ.